1: Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Lovia Jai-Jones. I'm a New York Times bestselling author, speaker, and host of the podcast Professional Troublemaker. I'm so excited to be your guest host for this month of Womanica. This month, we're highlighting prodigies, women who achieved greatness at a young age. This is especially a passion point for me because my latest book, Rising Troublemaker, a fear-fighter manual for teens, reminds them that they are never too young to make a significant impact. Today, we're talking about the first tennis diva of the 20th century. She was known for her show-stopping fashion, celebrated for her impressive tennis skills, and infamous for her larger-than-life behavior on and off the court. Please welcome La Devine, the goddess, Suzanne Longlin. Suzanne was born in Compiègne, France, on May 24, 1899. Her parents were Charles and Anaïs Longlin, As a child, Suzanne was often sick. She suffered from chronic asthma and other illnesses that left her fatigued. One summer, while vacationing on the Riviera, Charles bought 11-year-old Suzanne a tennis racket, hoping the sport would help her boost her stamina. And the rest was history. Suzanne was a natural on the court, something Charles quickly realized. The sport that was meant to simply be a pastime soon became an all-encompassing way of life for young Suzanne. She practiced for hours, all the while under Charles' watchful eye. His training methods were harsh. He taught her to play tennis in men's style, adopting harsh swings and aggressive attacks at the net. He would place a French franc on the ground and instruct Suzanne to hit it with her serve. If she missed or slacked off in any way, he'd yell, Stupid girl! Soon, Suzanne rarely missed a coin. By the time she was 14, Suzanne was winning premier tournaments and quickly becoming a darling of the French press. She was also turning into one of the most infamous celebrities of her time. On the court, Suzanne played up every aspect of her performance. She leapt into the air for serves and glided back and forth in front of the net. She was also a fashion forward player, turning up to games in full makeup a chic silk headband, and painted nails. Her clothes demonstrated a new freedom for women in the 1920s. She swapped out bulky undergarments for lighter, silk, sleeveless dresses cut above her calf, shocking to audiences of the time. Suzanne was also a troublemaker. Between sets, she liked to sneak a sip of cognac from a flask. Court officials weren't so keen on that habit, so Suzanne changed tactics soaking sugar cubes and liquor and bringing those onto the court with her instead. And perhaps most importantly, Suzanne was a pro on the court. She made her Wimbledon debut in 1919 at a fresh 20 years old. In the final, she challenged seven-time Wimbledon winner 40-year-old Dorothea Lambert Chambers. In the audience of 8,000 were the likes of King George V and Queen Mary. Suzanne swept the match became the first non-English speaker to gain the Wimbledon title and set off one of the most impressive tennis runs in history. She won five of the next six Wimbledons, five French Opens in a row, and two gold medals at the Antwerp Olympics. Between 1919 and 1926, she lost just one match. Simply put, Suzanne was a star, and a finicky one at that. She was known for her volatile moods. More than once, she threw a fit on the court that ended with a broken racket. Her only loss came in 1921 in the form of a default against Mola Mallory. After losing the first set, Suzanne began throwing coffin fits and crying, (coughs) eventually telling the umpire she couldn't continue the game. While it was her only on-court default, Suzanne was prone to cite an illness or injury to delay a match, only to be spotted dancing and drinking at night. In 1926, Suzanne was one half of the most anticipated tennis match of the season, the goddess versus the American girl. She played against Helen Wills, a 20-year-old three-time US title winner. By this point, Suzanne was 27, the best female player in the world. Helen was the sport's latest ingenue. Fans paid upwards of 50 francs for a spot in the arena. Close to 700 U.S. dollars today. Those who couldn't afford it peered in from nearby windows, ladders, and treetops. Suzanne emerged victorious. That same year, Suzanne became the first woman tennis player to go professional. It spelled the beginning of the end of her adventurous career— At the time, most tournaments like Wimbledon were open only to amateurs. Instead, Suzanne was paid to take on other professionals. Throughout her career, Suzanne was unceremonious about her role as a tennis star and the pomp and circumstance that accompanied it. She was vocal about the fact that tennis was simply off-limits for people without economic means or social status already. She asked, under these absurd and antiquated amateur rulings, Only a wealthy person can compete. And the fact of the matter is that only wealthy people do compete. Is that fair? Does it advance the sport? Does it make tennis more popular? Or does it tend to suppress and hinder an enormous amount of tennis talent lying dormant in the bodies of young men and women whose names are not in the social register? In 1927, at the age of 28, Suzanne retired from the sport. She returned to Paris and founded a school to teach tennis. She also helped popularize shorts for women that ended above the knee. When Suzanne was in her 30s, the sicknesses she had faced as a child caught up to her. She suffered from appendicitis and leukemia, among other maladies. She died on July 4, 1938. She was 39 years old. All month, we're highlighting prodigies. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. You can order Rise and Troublemaker everywhere books are sold. Special thanks to creators Jenny and Liz Kaplan for inviting me to guest host. Talk to you tomorrow. Looking for
0: hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Air Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring.